Hello, good day, and most importantly, welcome as always to the Point 99 podcast and the finale of the magical season number three. This season has truly been a wonder, full of amazing guests, fantastic chat, and an ever-growing community connection. With it being the finale, I'm doing my utmost to cram in as much as I possibly can. I can't promise that we won't overrun like we did in the past two seasons, but I will try squeeze it all into a nice neat package as best I can before we wrap it for the year and stick it under the Christmas tree. You'd actually think that advanced planning went into the timing of the conclusion to the season, where in honesty, it's been a complete fluke. I'll still try to play it to my advantage though. Before we get into what you can expect from the rest of the show, let's roll the intro. Who are the Point 99 podcasts? Well, we're a running podcast created by runners for runners. If you're new to running or to the podcast, we hope to have guests, topics and discussions that will help you along whatever path your journey is taking. For any seasoned runners or listeners, maybe we'll have some stories that will have you empathising with our experiences and predicaments. Whether it's lessons we've learned during our own journeys, embarrassing stories or heartstring pulling moments, we hope you'll stick with us while we try share some good vibes, motivation and positivity and hopefully we can have a laugh along the way. First off, what can you expect from the final episode? Well, we'll be covering the usual suspects in the form of what I've been doing this past week, touching on what the community have been up to and shouting out your highlight races and events from the past year. All of that before we welcome our standout guests to the show, not only to give a decent dose of inspiration, but also awareness on a topic that's very close to my heart. Right. Let's get into it and address the elephant in the room, my running. So I may have told a little white lie last week when I talked about getting my second half marathon personal best in the space of two weeks. I might have gone back out as December rolled in and tackled the half distance once again to get my monthly Strava badge and inadvertently, on purpose, taking two more minutes off the time once again. Three weeks, three half marathons and three personal bests. Honestly, I swear there will be no more half marathon PBs this side of the new year. Scouts honour, cross my heart, all of that jazz. My effort on a very slippery Saturday does take me down to one hour and 35 minutes for the distance, giving me five minutes to work on reducing between now and my first half marathon race of 2024, which is in March. Do I have it in me to go sub 130? I'd like to think so, and so do a lot of my followers. Will it happen, however? Well, only time will tell. I'll put in the hard work perhaps buy the new pair of Vaporfly Next 3s and give it my best try. I was actually looking at them yesterday in Run For It. They are gorgeous. So 
well, yeah, maybe a nice little Christmas present to myself. Aside from that, I've not really been out. Unlike the central belt of Scotland and Middle England, we've not seen much in the way of snow in the Highlands so far, other than on the mountains, of course. Uh, It's been mostly black ice and dangerous running conditions. So yeah, no running for me. Running from the community, however, has still been happening, albeit mostly social groups with the likes of Geese, Gaddy and Uncle Lee, accompanying Jace, the Edinburgh runner, up the Pentlands, which may also sound a little bit like an innuendo, um, or the distance running group our good friend and community superstar Ryan Miller has put together in the shape of the Press Play and Run Club. The only actual event I caught sight of with anyone in the immediate community running was Jace smashing out a PB at the Great Scottish Events 10k. I think Jace might be a little bit paranoid that I'm chasing him down with some of my own PBs and he'd be right. There's nothing that's going to push someone's boundaries and PBs more than having my lanky sweaty self looming behind them. What about the shoutouts though? Last week, I raised the great question suggested by the ever awesome Stuart Rowan. Stuart runs a lot and the perfect question to draw 2023 to a close. What were your favourite events and races from the past year? Once again, we've had a great shout from many familiar and awesome faces from the community, as well as a few new ones. Kicking things off, we have my good friend and past guest to the show, Patrick Watkins, coming in with the Rocky Run, which he smashed out a couple of weeks ago, ending his running year on a high note. Hollywood Park Run is a close second for him, and he says, if you know, you know, and of course, I know. Curly Steph X has the Manchester Marathon on blast for being her first, but also the Paisley 10 for being an absolute favourite of hers. She absolutely loves it. Jimmy Bunter says 100% it has to be his five-year-old asking to come running with him, having watched Jimmy go out himself all year. I mean, that's pretty damn cute if you ask me. Next up, we have a lady I had the pleasure of one-on-one running with this year, Nikki Sheridan, better known as Knickknack Mara Runs. Her favourite was the Solomon Skyline 10K, which she did with the awesome Susan Swarbrick Dimmick. And if you get a chance, head on over to the Herald newspaper's site and see what Susan's article on Christmas movies says about you. Future guest and all-round icon of what hard work and dedication can do, David Wright, 1989, says the men's 10k for being his first big event win. That's something I can't wait to discuss with David, a mega performance and deserving of being the high point of his year for sure. The lovely running girls are sharing their love for the London Marathon and so they should Maybe, just maybe, I'll get a taste of what it feels like to beast the mean streets of the capitals at some point in the future. Question setter and Italian running stallion Stuart Rowan said the Edinburgh half. Now, I'm pretty sure that's because 
once he was done with the half, he was on cheer squad duties and having a great day. He does go on to say also the Scottish half marathon, where I'm pretty sure he beasted at a mega PB. The Newton Roadrunners 10k and of course the Firenze Marathon. All in a rapturous cheer and applause for mega performances there once again Stuart. Well done buddy. We move now to the man that makes the foot fetish favourites amongst you all fuzzy inside. Ben the Barefoot Daddy. His shout is for the Loch Ness 24 where I had the amazing pleasure of being his teammate. He's such an amazing, awesome and friendly bloke and I hope to catch up with him once again at next year's event. Special 86. Steph says her favourite race has to be the Loch Ness, the Baxter's one, as she joined me in pounding the tarmac of the 10k. Now she doesn't say that's the reason but she does say it's because it's such a good weekend and atmosphere in an awesome place. My main man, Runnerman Steve, has to say the big half of 2023 is his favourite, being that it was the first event he did with the community he has now settled amongst, and it looks like he's having a great time. One for the follically challenged favourites, Jace agrees with David Wright and the men's 10k in Edinburgh. He says the conditions and results were spot on. Getting that sub 40 really made it for him. Penultimately, we have that lazy guy, John, who smashed out his first ultra distance at the super fun and very chill Leeds Endure 24. Well done, John. What an effort. Finally, our man in Saudi, Doug, Scottish Saudi runner, is recanting his first ever desert race and his first podium at the Desert 10K race in Riyadh. He does actually say his actual name, but I cannot for the life of me pronounce what it is. What an awesome mixture of events right there, though. For me, it 100% has to go to the 10K at the Baxter's Festival of Running and the Amsterdam Marathon. Two amazing results after a lot of hard work, dedication and stress. So much stress. Obviously, the Loch Ness 24, for all the right reasons, the community, the meetup and getting to see so many amazing people and the camaraderie of experiencing it all through some absolutely disgusting weather conditions. I think that was the perfect question to finish this season and most importantly the year with. So thanks again to Stuart for suggesting it. I do have some news about events in 2024 already but I'll get to that once we've first got into the chat with this week's truly inspiring guests. I'm going to let the pre-recorded intro to the discussion do all the talking on this one, so a lot less waffle from me. Let's just get right on into it. Today, I have the absolute pleasure of being joined by a beacon of men's health advocacy, Cajonis Scotland. They may be based on the banks of the Clyde, but their reach goes far beyond as they stand at the forefront of testicular cancer awareness. 
Their unwavering dedication to spreading awareness on the subject has garnered support and partnerships from the world of sports with the impactful campaign in association with several clubs of the Scottish Football Association through to celebrities with their Loosen Up charity auctions. But when the team's not travelling the length and breadth of the country, they can be found jet-setting the globe, smashing marathons and much more. This should hopefully be a great mixture of awareness, motivation and running inspiration. It's certainly going to be a jam-packed chat, so please join me in welcoming the, co- the, the host sorry, of the Czech 1-2 podcast, Cajona's engagement officer and testicular cancer survivor to the show, Paul McCaffrey. How's it going, Paul? Hello, I'm grand. I'm grand. Thank you for having me on. No, I'm, I'm so pleased to have you on. I know we've been talking about it for a while now. Uh, I've been talking to Richie about it in his past as well, so I'm chuffed to have you on. Yeah, no, it's great. It's, uh, it's uh, and it's lovely, to, lovely to actually finally meet you because I've seen so many of the, the kind of pictures of you like uh, doing the runs and things for us, and obviously through Instagram. So it's it's a pleasure to finally kind of virtually meet you. And I'm of, of course your poster boy as well for the cycling jerseys, which I, I noticed are on sale just now. Yeah, yeah, the the cycling <laughs> jerseys. Are, yeah, and the, the all all the all the the cojones accoutrement for any sporting activity is uh, is out there. Yeah, so yeah, I fire it, fire in, folks. <laughs> well, we we know a lot, a couple of cyclists as well. I know it's a, mostly a running podcast, but there are a cyclists within the community. So, tell you guys, get get yourselves a, a cycling jersey. I'm pretty sure when when they came out, it was actually because the event myself and my brother were doing. And Richie said, "You know what? Well, let's just add it to add it to the store." So, um, yeah, no, and they're really smart. Like, yeah, they're like really after, good. They're really good. Yeah, it's same with all the products, actually. Um, not to try to sell this, this to get ahead of ourselves here with the shop, but anything that you've got, especially the jumpers, which we're going to get to, everything's really, really good quality. Um, running, I've got about three running jerseys from you, and every time I've got an event, these are always saying, "Do you want another jersey? Do you want? Do you want another running top?" And they're all in such good quality that, other than maybe a couple of old necks or something, they're all. I don't ever need any more. They're all good. Yeah, and that's down to Richie's attention to detail. Like I say that to him all the time. Like he does know how to look for quality, not on uh, not just um, the products that we have, but the staff that he um, hires as well. <laughs> He's a perfectionist, isn't he? Very much so. Very much so. All right, we better get into it then, though, Paul. Um, do you want to start off with giving us a little bit of a background of yourself? Um, I know that you do bit different bits and pieces with fitness as well yourself. So if you can do a little bit on that and uh, just so we can learn a little bit more of who you are. Yeah, of course. So um, like you've kind of said, my name is Paul McCaffrey. Um, I used to work for NHS Scotland. Um, I was a nursing assistant there for just under 20 years. Uh, I worked primarily in mental health for the majority of my career. Um, and then uh, latterly it was intensive care and uh, the COVID vaccination scene all throughout the kind of the pandemic. Um, I switched to those two. Um, I, I started running back in 2010, like for the first time I'd, like I'd ran at bits and pieces and I'd been sporty kind of most of my life playing football. And then rugby was my big thing um, that I kind of, I played, um, but I never run uh, like, I, I mean, my cardio was terrible. Uh, and I started running for uh, my friend's um, friend passed away with a heart condition. So he asked us to do a charity run and I, I ran my first 10K. And then I just kind of caught the running bug a little bit. You know, it was always something I enjoyed getting out and doing, um, especially like running with my friend as well. 
Um, and then um, 2015, I was diagnosed with uh, testicular cancer. Um, and I found it because of cojones. I keep saying cojones, but it's really just the cojones self-check guide. Um, I, I found it because of that. Because it was like many men, we don't know how to check ourselves properly. So yeah. when I felt... Um, and I was actually, when I was out a run, I started feeling that this heaviness within my groin that I was like, this doesn't feel quite right. Um, use the self-check guide because like anything, I'll put in, you know, Cancer Scotland or Testicular Cancer Scotland and I, I found the Cojones website. And I always credit Cojones and Richie for saving my life because if I didn't really kind of find that self-check guide and, and utilise it the way that I did, I maybe wouldn't have been sitting here today and I, I certainly you know the odd thing is though without having kind of had testicular cancer I wouldn't be sitting here as the community engagement officer either so it's, it was a weird positive that came out of it um done a couple of kind of big runs for cojones as well I've done a 5k a day um I think that was maybe four years ago in November and then um just as I was leaving um ITU um I done 10k a day in wow Twenty one. So that was a that was a struggle of a, a challenge. Um, but yeah, a good one at, at that. It it does push you. It does I, I know someone has just done a ten k a day for um, prostate cancer charity awareness. Uh, that is far and beyond anything that I could do. I'd be zapped after two days, three days. So well done, man. Well, it was it was really tough, and it was it was more the kind of the mental side of it. You know, like once you were kind of out the run. Your aches and you know yourself, you know, you can be sore, but when you start your run, that eventually just washes away, yeah. um, you know, unless you're really sore. But it was the mental aspect, it was trying to squeeze in, you know, that that couple of hours to kind of prepare and run, you know, yeah. that was yeah, yeah. part of it. But yeah, it was amazing and I'm glad I did it. And you're, you're still running as well. You, I, I want to say you did the half, but I'm starting to get a feeling it might have been the 10. Yeah, it was exactly. It was the ten, right? So that was that was fairly recent as well, and you did great, great support. Yeah, yeah. Me and me and um, three of my mates um, ran the ten together um, for Cojones, and then we had other other folks running the uh, the kind of half for us uh, for you know for the Great Scottish Run, and that was good. I think because I've kind of I got injured and I hadn't ran you know for a period of time there and just getting around it felt great, you know, to be able to kind of complete that, you know, it was back to back years. So I'd done the 10K um, the previous year and then, you know, got injured, you know, just I've got lazy, I suppose, as well. Uh, and then, you know, was like, no, I'm going, I'm still going to go and do this one. So it was great to get around it and good to have my, my mates there uh, to support that as well. Stay lazy, but I know how busy both yourself and Richie and the whole team are um, and, could just touch on where Cohonis as a as a charity's running perspective comes as well. So Richie, the main man, has done the Baxter's marathon, and I'm pretty sure it's twice, but certainly once because I met him at it. Um, yeah. And then he went on to do the New York marathon. And I know he's had his difficulties in and around training for that because of busy lifestyles, and of course with COVID as well. Um, so it's you 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 definitely got a big running pedigree as the charity too, and I think that kind of works well to transition into for anyone who doesn't know and you've, you've also touched on it there the, the self-check guide and that helped me a lot as well with my own concerns that I've had in the past and, and those of my friends that have kind of got in contact with me because they know that I have a little bit of knowledge about it 
Um, can you tell the listeners who Cojones are and, and effectively what they do? So we are a, a Clyde Bank based charity. Um, even though we are within Clyde Bank, we're national in terms of our scope and reach. Um, so we're a testicular cancer awareness, education and support charity. Um, and that just kind of helps. Uh, we kind of aim to kind of get the, the. I'm sorry, I'm stumbling my words here. You're fine, it's okay. <laughs> um, just to get the... The stig- end the stigma and embarrassment around self-checks, about talking about testicular health and it being something that guys talk about, especially in Scotland. You know, it's we're typical Scottish men where we don't want to talk about yeah. uh, testicles, essentially. Um, so as Cojones, we're out there really trying to end that stigma and embarrassment and educate and bring that awareness around. Um, we're now moving into kind of the support aspect of that. So guys who are going through their testicular cancer journey are going to find that, you know, when they get diagnosed and they go into hospital, and they're going to have uh, a, a You've Got This box from us, which is packed full of stuff to kind of help the, the kind of guys do the, I'm sorry, the dog's barking, <laughs> uh, um, help the guys um, with their, their treatment, essentially. No, I did see the boxes, and I think that's a that's a great step forward as well, because it is, you, you know yourself from, from, um, having found your own te- your own testicular cancer you're finding your own that there's a lot of um mental unsure you become mentally unsure of yourself uh, what's going to happen how things are going to go and to have someone having your back and, and even those little boxes as well they're they're just such a great tool to help someone and, and ease the burden that they've they've got um so i think that's a, that's an absolutely spot on spot on thing to, to kind of brought in um, but you, you mentioned there as well to trying to end the stigma. And I, I think um, the way I see everything you're doing, especially the, the works with the SFA, uh, all the clubs that are growing and it's, it's the premiership, it's the first divisions, it's, it's growing, it's growing all the time. And Scottish rugby as well with your, your rugby background, it's showing to these, I think, what you would look at very manly men they go to talk football they shout abuse at the ref they don't talk about their their anatomies they don't talk about their concerns it's it's showing that it's okay if you're if your favorite player is able to check himself and talk about it then it's okay to do it yourself yeah and i think that's that's kind of the big thing and it's what we always try to kind of get across um when we're out talking to these players you know and um, we've just recently done the kind of Glasgow Warriors um, and a Celtic Football Club as well. So uh, when you get to these big teams, you know, the reach is vast and yeah. that's exactly it. You know, young kids look up to these guys and if they can talk about it, exactly like you said, you know, they can go forward and think, right, well, if he does it, I can go do it. Yeah, yeah. And it's not just in, you see, it's not just nationally, it's internationally then as well. Yeah, exactly. You know, you do get that... Um, that kind of broad audience. Um, so yeah, it's it's been it's been amazing and it's been it's been hard work. Um, but um, like somebody for the PFA said to me and Richie, you know, we're we're booting doors down because uh, that's that's the way we've got to do it. You know, I, I, it's something I didn't add in my notes here as well. But you've, you've you've also got the gaming side of things as well now, especially with the football uh, football manager branding in the in the games, Cahonas Scotland. Someone might then. Who, who doesn't know about it, go, oh, what's that? Search it. And I'm a massive gamer. I'm a massive nerd. I think some people know it, some people don't. Um, 
they're quite closeted gamers. They don't really check all these sorts of things. So to, to kind of have the the, the breadth of, of everything you're doing and the impact it's having it is it is really good. Yeah. From an, an sorry, how'd you go? No, I was just gonna say, and I think that's in gamers especially, you know, it's like the 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 kind of statistics show that you know office workers and and technically gamers are the ones who might notice something mm. but won't do the check. Whereas you know guys who are kind of more in a, a kind of more physical job will do a check but go act and not go and not go get it seen. So that's that's why it's great to be able to get and get into um, something like Football Manager, where actually in the game you can click on the the you can the, actually click on the hoarding. Yeah, oh, and so then it takes you to us so it's amazing like eh? yeah that's that's great because it, again i'm not saying everyone is because um i'm a gamer but i'm also a runner and i do all sorts of different things but typically the people that i know are fairly closeted they they go to work they sit in an office they get home they sit on their computer they may think something's not quite right but they don't do anything about it whereas your guys that are working on your construction sites you guys are doing kind of manual labor. They notice something. They're more typically going to speak to someone about it. They're going to get, I'm not saying 100% they're going to get into the check, but they are more likely to. Um, so it is getting the, the whole breadth of society. And it, it's not just a men's thing. It's, it's, it's whatever your gender is, it's something to be aware of and, and have the knowledge and, and the, the awareness to, to kind of approach it. Yeah, definitely, definitely, and 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 that's that's something that's important to us as well at Cohonis is is knowing that it's not just men, you know, that we have to talk to, you know, when we do talks and things like that. If any, it doesn't matter your gender, you know, we should know the signs and symptoms of cancers, yeah, just because it helps the person next to you, you know. And if we all become comfortable talking about it, you know, it's 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 the other c word, you know, and yeah. it's. Yeah. Um, no, and nobody wants to, but actually, when you look at the kind of the people who are affected by it, it's that six degrees of separation, isn't it? You know, we're all affected by cancer in some way. Um, so if we can talk about it more openly, that's that's what we're trying to do. That that's certainly when I had my I had my concern um, when I again I checked myself because the the uh, the check update and the constant material that you're putting out to remind everyone. I checked myself. I saw something wasn't quite right. Now it wasn't. What more, more people find it wasn't a lump, but it was something not quite right. And within, which is really strange for the Highlands, within 24 hours, I was I was getting checked, getting seen, and within a week, I was getting scanned. Um, but I had people who I know have had testicular cancer, and their door, their their DMs, their phone is always open for a chat. Uh, I've no, I've known people where, uh, well, for chaps, it's it's been their partners at the time that have found it. Um, for various reasons they found it and it's having the knowledge to know that what is and isn't a sign or a symptom the heaviness the, the, what, the what everyone tends to associate with it was just the lump and it can it can be more than just a lump sometimes it could be other other aspects and I've had people as I say phone me or contact me and say something's not quite something's not quite right and well I can give you advice from my own uh, experience but Go and see a, a medical professional. Go and go and seek the, the advice of the professionals. Yeah, and it's always it's always the thing, you know. It's you. It's always amazing that you've got people there who, like yourself, uh, are comfortable in talking to that, and then somebody can come to you. But yeah, like you're saying, you know, it's it, it's all well and good 
you know, talking to your friends and family about it, but it's making that jump and, and having that, that, and it sounds a bit twee, but it's having that bravery to go to the doctors and get yourself checked because, you know, you don't, you don't want to go to the doctors for anything no. and you feel embarrassed um, about kind of dropping your trousers in front of you, your doctor. And, you know, some people have had the same doctor since they were a kid, you know, yeah. and, you know, the, and like we say, the, these guys and um, women and, I've, I've I've seen it all before. You know, it's nothing to be embarrassed about, and it's your health that's that's at jeopardy. And especially if you're out there and you're fit and healthy, anyway, don't put that in jeopardy. That if you are fit and you are healthy, it's not going to take away from your ability to play football, or shouldn't really, or to go for a run. And if anything, going back to your mental health background, it should really help you to be able to still do these things. It's only when it comes to any recoveries that you, you may have a slight blip in, in in anything but if you get it caught early enough it's not going to be an issue yeah and and that's the thing as well especially after you've like you're in recovery and and you're you're looking for something to kind of help you feel more like yourself doing your activities like going out a run is always going to be something that helps you mentally i think especially when i was doing my, my 5k day i was at a point where i had you know my own issues um after my diagnosis and I felt really low. I, I was kind of having to kind of look at um, going on to kind of medication for depression. And that was all, you know, like a, almost like a trauma thing where I probably, you know, it hit me all at one time that, oh yeah, I've just had cancer. Weirdly, it didn't happen to me, you know, during it, it happened after. Yeah. But the 5k a day was something that really gave me focus and, um, and see being out there running and with music or without, you know, if I would needed time just with my thoughts I ran without it or if I needed something to power me through and really going to get me through those last couple of kilometers um you know it was I listened to music but for my mental health you know running's been a savior a lot of times now a lot of the people that listen do run with the podcast on and I think I know it's further down our notes but I think it's maybe a good point to, to bring it up you do have uh, Cojones have a, have a podcast. You are the host of the, the Check One Two podcast. Uh, and as heavy as the subject sounds and as, as, as heavy as the subject is, it's also quite lighthearted as well, isn't it? Because you've, you've had, um, you can go for a run, you, you can get the guests on that you've had on already. You've had comedians, you've had everyday, everyday guy in the streets, and you've had sports um, kind of stars, big, uh, bigger names from, from sports across Scotland. But I think the, the initial guest, that's what kind of sticks with me is um, having a comedian on. And the comment that he had between the two of you is, is, as heavy as the subject is, there are funny moments as well that happen as part of your uh, diagnosis, your treatment, if you are unfortunate enough to have uh, testicular cancer. How did that all come about, the podcast? And effectively, how is it going so far? Um, oh, it's going great so far. Well, I, I think so anyway, you know, but I'm biased. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm enjoying it. And I, I, I love podcasts and I, that's pretty much all I listen to. You know, that Spotify um, end of year thing came up uh, just recently. And um, it was my, the listening hours for podcasts for me was ridiculous. But um, okay, it's something that Richie's wanted to do for a while. Um, and since I came on with Cojones, it's it's something we've talked about and it's always kind of been, you know, well, we won't we. Um, and then it was just suddenly a kind of a couple of weeks of 
talking about it, we knew that Michael was going to be, uh, that's the comedian, Michael Schaefer. Yeah. Um, he was going to be in town doing, the, doing the, the Fringe. So we thought, right, we'll get in touch. So we reached out to Michael and we'd done a testimonial with Michael, which is still to kind of come out. Um, where he like you know it's, if you've seen the kind of the other videos as well you know guys just talk about their cancer story their cancer experience and 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 kind of give that short form uh, version of it um, and then it just Richard was like you know this guy would be great for uh, to talk in a podcast and I think at the times that um, we've met other survivors and me and those guys have talked. Richie's always like, I wish I was recording this because this is what we want to hear and we want these stories to be out there and how you guys talk about it to each other. So that's really how it how it came about was just a I want to do something, but knowing, you know, that one maybe I you know, I didn't know if I would be the right person to to host the show as such. I didn't know how I would be in front of camera and and recording and and being a an interviewer as such because uh, I kind of like more organic style of conversation. Yeah. Um, but it, it, it worked and having Michael on, especially as the first guest helped because he was so laid back and, you know, having been a professional comedian for the last, I think it was 10, 15 years, um, he was great in front of camera, you know, was relaxed, which made me relax. So yeah, it was a good first episode, I think. I think from the episodes, I've got the the most recent one to catch up on. But I think from all the episodes so far, that's the overriding thing is you had Michael Schaefer in first. He was so relaxed. He was so chill. It was almost like the cameras weren't on. You were just having a chat. And then was it was his Todd, wasn't it? The, yeah, Todd, and yeah. even Todd's one, the, the way that started and the way it kind of just flowed, it's so laid back. And I think that's maybe as a, as a benefit from, from Michael kicking things off with you is um, there's a, there's so so much scope for you though with with having the campaigns with SFA with the rugby side of things and a couple of guests there. Are you constantly looking at the guest list, or is this this one of these ones where do you have a, a long list a lot as of agreed, agreed guests as long as your arm, or is it kind of just a play it by ear and then and see how you get on? Yeah, well, it kind of started, you know, like kind of like let's just play it by ear. But now we've got a, a list of, you know, guests who we want to have on that are, like you said, just kind of average guy in the street, you know, that, that isn't necessarily famous. But also we've got a kind of our dream list of guys who have been through it, who have got a little bit more celebrity um, that kind of, um, but still have that to state their cancer story to tell. Um, it's, it's getting longer and we're getting more and more people i think you know when we're reaching out to people in the podcast episodes have been out you're you're seeing um a lot of people watching it and saying yep love to be on it in fact you know we're having people traveling from england just to come on to the podcast which is a massive thing considering we've only got a handful of episodes out already but you know the the testicular cancer community is quite a tight-knit group um, so it, I think if you you want to tell your story and um, you think you have something to share, like I'm always willing to kind of listen. So yeah, that's yeah. it's a great and it's a great avenue. As you say, it's, there's not many places. Um, I suppose unless you really dig deep, there's not many places, and it gives that avenue, it gives that platform to discuss it, and it doesn't have to be heavy. It, you've you're proved it can be lighthearted, 
Uh, I think you're you're a natural sort of host as well. I suppose as the engagement officer and seeing the videos of you you doing the presentations to to not only like football clubs but schools, workplaces. I think it's 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 really good. No offense to Richie, I, I, I've met him a couple of times. I, between the two of you, I think you've got more of that natural sort of uh, side about you. I'm, I'm not sure how he would get on himself. I think he might he might. It'd be great in the long run, but yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think I know. I think that she would agree with you because I've been trying to get him on yeah. his his own podcast as such. But <laughs> he's uh, he's still uh, resonant to kind of kind of do that, and and that's the thing with it. I mean, it's it's a heavy subject, but I do try, especially when I'm doing the talks and doing the podcast. That you know, you want to make it accessible to anybody, and the main goal with a podcast is that, and I've said this countless times, is that. When I was going through my cancer treatment and all the kind of challenges and pitfalls that you have during that, me and my wife would have loved to have heard our story. You know, yeah. it's like the end of our story and, you know, the fact that I had cancer, had fertility problems, but then went on to have, barely have a, a child naturally. Um, we were lucky in that regard. But, to, but we didn't know that, you know, two years prior while going through treatment. So to hear you know, all the successes, but and, and even all the kind of ups and downs with treatment and how you feel, the mental health side of it, um, the physical uh, toll that it takes to have guys come in and be open and honest and to see, you know, the guests that we've had so far really bear their kind of soul a little bit. Because again, like we've said, guys don't talk about this stuff. No. So no. if we can put that format out there and I said to my wife, um, just, I think it was only a couple of nights ago, she said, even if we do this one season of it and we don't do any other episodes, those episodes are out there forever. Yeah, you know, exactly. People, people can access them and there's nothing that would kind of date them or it's just about guys talking. I think that's the, the great thing. It's not just testicular cancer. It's real guys with real stories and I think that sometimes it can be quite funny as well. So yeah, it definitely can. It's got a, it's got humour to it. It's not just a heavy subject. And you hit a special uh, nail on the head there. And I think these are the sort of questions that it answers. Young guys that that have got issues, uh, testicular cancer, etc. The initial thought, if if they're so inclined to want a family, is, am I going to be able to have? And that was my first. I didn't know what I had at the time. Um, your mind goes to a really dark place and a good friend of mine said no don't worry there are avenues it doesn't stop you he's got two beautiful daughters now as well um, and I've kind of my own issue is is kind of not cancer adjacent but it's testicular adjacent so um, I, I've had things as well to prove that it is possible um, so no I think I think I'd highly recommend even if you even if you don't really have that let's let's say for example you're you, you don't swing that way you're you're not a gent but it's still a great discussion it's still great to have the, the the awareness for family members for friends and and be able to talk about it um we'll move on now though to i think what we're both wearing the the check your bobbles campaign which is the christmas campaign that encourages as many people as possible to, and I'm going to, I'm going to shoot it's an audio format, but I'm obviously recording it. I've got my cojones bobbles that I made years ago. Um, and I'll be doing, I'll be doing my, my photo and tagging everyone in it. Like I do every year, 
but you've had a, a fantastic uptake on this campaign in the past with celebrities uh, across the globe. Uh, how's it looking so far with with the with the, the engagement on it? Um, I, I think is is uh, to excuse the pun. You know, that's the kind of the ball. You know, trying to roll on it. Uh, <laughs> it's something that I, I think Richie was worried that he'd maybe kind of exhausted the. Um, the the challenge a little bit, but I think coming into it now, and a lot of people are going, oh, you just have to kind of do the the check your balls challenge. It's such yeah. so. I think you know over the next few few coming days and weeks, as as it ramps up and people are starting to put their other trees up, we'll get a lot of that um, support back. It's and it's it's such a good fun thing, and I think for us this year, we want to get Joe Public yeah. being the center of it. You know, I, I know that. Over the years, it's a lot of kind of celebrity um, f- and famous people that have been the kind of forefront. But to kind of that that that's great, and the engagement's awesome. But see if we can get just everyday people, you know, checking their baubles. That's that's the kind of main goal. So hopefully this year we get not just the the kind of celebs, but we also get you know just anybody and everybody you know check doing the check your bubbles challenge and it's dead easy to do and that's the thing it's a, a free and easy thing you know it's, it's, you don't have to as much as it would be great if people donated uh did the did got involved sent you as a donation it's more about the awareness as you're saying i think it's been fantastic in the past and uh again it was my brother that kind of got me aware of cojones and um, we were looking for a charity to to to, to do events for um, and we, we we got in line with with yourselves, but when you see that there's people like William Shatner, James McAvoy, and it's not just the men as well. There, there's there's females as well getting involved at the Check Your Bubbles campaign. It's fantastic, and um, I think Richie should never never stop doing it. Mm-hmm. I had a guest last season that does something at Parkrun every week, and he says, "I thought I'd exhausted it." And I said, "No, that's your main thing. That's what people love. It's the thing that gets people going." Cajona Scotland Christmas got to do this yeah I think you're right and that's that's what I, I, I kind of try and say as well is that it's it's become a staple you know and, and it must in the kind of you know 15 years almost that Richie's been doing this and you know and um in the nine nine years that he's been running this campaign you know he's been doing this himself and it must be exhausting you know not just try to keep the you know the charity yeah. going, do the awareness get the, the awareness out there but also you know, contacting all these people and going through agents, just trying to get people to try and do it. So I think he's maybe had a, a kind of just a little bit of fatigue with it, but um, he's certainly got the passion uh, to kind of keep it going. And I'm so glad that he does because it's it's a great campaign. And it's like you say, it's the thing that you can go cojones, you know, you can yeah. catch on to it at this time of year. And then it's great because it pulls you through and keeps your eyes on cojones with, all the other stuff that we kind of do over the the winter months, you know, like our, our auctions and things like that. So it's a great campaign. I love it, you know. And I see the see the year that he got Mark Hamill. I was buzzing, <laughs> absolutely buzzing. <laughs> That's I forgot Mark Hamill done it as well. That's there are some really big names that have done it, and they're getting involved. They're spreading their awareness. Uh, and as you say, it doesn't doesn't cost anything. It's just. A couple of minutes of your time, unless you're doing what I'm doing and going trying to get a, a photo shoot on the edge of a lock somewhere and yeah. trying to look all <laughs> fancy in that. But front of your Christmas tree, football stars, all these sorts of guys. So, 
no, I think we'll, that'll be one of my things. I'll be encouraging people as, as, as the podcast comes out, check your baubles, hashtag, get it out. And if you want to get a, get a, a Christmas jumper, comes out once a year, a couple of times a year. What, what, what sort of better have you got? And it's nice and warm as well, especially given the, the weather conditions just now. Oh, I know, I know. And it says that they're great jumpers. So, yeah, it's like... I get on them again. It's just like, like we were saying at the start. It's it's Richie's attention to detail and the, the whole design and everything's it's it's a good fun Christmas jumper. And if uh, it's a definitely a, a conversation starter if you wear it to Christmas jumper. I mean, day. definitely that. I'm gonna I'm not gonna say what it is, but that particular part. If no one notices that, and then you see it, and you go, I can't see that now. Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> Right, I'm gonna. Th- I think we'll try try start wrapping things up because I'm I'm very conscious of your time as well. You're a busy man. Um, there's one more thing on my my notes that I'll, I'd like to cover, especially since it's so fresh off the uh, the press for you. But um, before we get to that, I just want to say, like, I know I know you've had involvement with with football. I know you've had involvement with rugby and all the celebrities. But I was really pleased to see the involvement you've had with the strongman, especially being that. The Stoltman brothers live five minutes along the road for me. I've met the guys in the past, just in the street, in the shop. Um, is there any is there any confirmation on anything with those guys getting up uh, and doing anything, or is that is that something that you 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 don't want to you don't want to give any of the way on there? Well, I mean, the the hope is always there. Richie's in, in dialogue with uh, with um, the kind of guys' representatives, so. Um, there's a few conversations, um, especially along the lines that, uh, you know, um, our um, underwear has just been launched uh, yeah. with ball bags yesterday. So, you know, there's 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 things in the works um, and it'd be great. And again, you know, it was jumping into that strongman community was something that uh, was a no brainer. My cousin was actually part of um, the Scottish strongman event. Um, and, and that's, yeah, so that's why we, we kind of went along, you know, um, and Fraser had put me in touch with the organiser and he was dead nice and let us put, you know, our banner up around the arena. Uh, we kind of got, you know, got to go in um, for free and get my pictures taken with the boys, you know, um, the life um, the life campaign um, boards that we have. Yeah, yeah. We got to put them with the Atlas Stones on the main floor, so... It was it was good to try and you know again it's a it's a it's a type of guy who they're strong they're injured all the time so yeah. if they do something wrong they might not necessarily go I need to check that and go to the doctors they'll just grab some paracetamol and get on with it rub some tacky on it and some uh, <laughs> <laughs> rub some tacky on the rattler stones what? <laughs> <laughs> no, I wouldn't I wouldn't want to take that tacky off you no, know no no but now you said it. With the with the ball bag collaboration, um, which has been a long time coming, it's 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 a match made in heaven. Um, and knowing the guys are no strangers to getting into their budgie smugglers, if that could if that could happen, that would be fantastic to see both Luke and Tom helping encourage people to, to stock and fillers ball bags. Yeah, exactly. But maybe not one for this year. Maybe maybe one for the year ahead. Yeah, exactly. But fingers <laughs> crossed, you know, it's 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 just funny because I mean, you look at their social media and they're so busy as well. So, uh, but yeah, uh, if anybody can do it, it's Richie. You know what I mean? 
if if I see them in the shop when I'm down next time, if I see Kush or any of them, I'll I'll be saying to them. Yeah, <laughs> I'll yeah. definitely be saying to them. Get them chinned. Get them chinned. That's it. That's <laughs> it. Right. I think that's kind of naturally taken it. Unless there's anything else that, that you would like to add, Paul, I, I, I obviously um, want you to get as much of a message out as possible as well. I just think um, that quick life message would be great. So, you know, to everybody listening, you know, it doesn't matter if you have testicles, you know, or know somebody that does, you know, please encourage or please check. It's a really simple um, way to remember it. Cojones has got its life message, so L-I-F-E, and that's the the four main symptoms that you'll find in the scrotum. Um, so it's lumps, irregularities, firmness, and enlargement. You know, so you're looking for a P, often hard P-sized lump, and again, not all of these symptoms will happen. You could get one or all four, but a P-sized lump, any irregularities, so that's a kind of feeling of heaviness or just something unusual that you've never felt before. Firmness, you know, testicles should be fairly hard, but not rock solid. And then enlargement, you know, you're going to have a testicle that's bigger than the other naturally. But if you do your checks regularly, you'll know what's normal for you. Um, and if you feel anything out of the ordinary like that enlargement, go to the doctors, don't be embarrassed, get yourself checked. It's the easiest thing in the world to do. And it's a, can- it's a cancer that's so treatable if caught early. Um, so yeah, go forth and do yourself checks and have fun at the same time. (laughs) (laughs) Right. That was fantastic. Paul, thank you very much for, for giving us some of your time today. And, uh, I highly encourage everybody to, to kind of check you out, see what you're doing and obviously tune into the podcast as well. No, thanks Stephen. Thank you so much. Amazing. For a change, the interview was recorded within an hour or so of the actual podcast, like the final bits and pieces and the editing taking place. So it's really fresh for me. I absolutely love everything the whole Cojones team, including Paul, are doing daily for the advancement and breaking down of the stigma that has historically accompanied talking bollocks with your mates. Man, woman or any other gender identification. Hopefully that chat has proved not only insightful but also helped raise the right questions and the ability to think about talking to your friends, family and loved ones about this extremely important topic. And if not, I hope it's given you the courage to reach out for more of a one-to-one discussion with the team or a medical professional about any concerns. My real hope, however, is that everyone can make this episode blow up and be maybe the most successful episode we've had to date. To spread it with your friends, your family and to the masses to get the message out there and share it far and wide. I know a lot of it is running adjacent and that Having Cojones on is more down to my connection with the charity and the events I've taken part in fundraising for them. But if you do have any issue like I've had, just know it's not going to be the end of your fitness or your running if you identify and get it dealt with early. As much as the podcast is predominantly about running, it's about everything really, all fitness, cycling, running, weightlifting, whatever, predominantly running though. I still want to cover the really important topics like we did in season two with mental health, 
but also men's and women's bodily health. It's really important to get all these things checked to make sure you're as fit and as healthy as possible. You know what to do though, share, share, share. And remember to tag the podcast and cojones wherever possible. On to a lighter topic and what I'll be getting up to in the podcast season intermission and going forward into 2024. So as mentioned, I'll of course be running the Inverness Half Marathon, where as previously mentioned, I'll be toasting a full year of the podcast with a few familiar faces, as well as trying to push for a sub 130 in that distance. Fingers crossed all goes well. Otherwise, I can confirm that I will be returning for year three of the Loch Ness 24 with many of the gang from the Who Dropped the Dipper team. A lot of the returning heroes will be undertaking the challenge solo, but that doesn't mean we are not still a team. Of course we are, as we'll be crewing and supporting each other throughout under the cult umbrella, but also we'll still be the Dibbers as well. For me, it was a toss up between a solo entry challenge and a doubles partnership, either a single gender or mixed gender. That gave the flexibility for crewing others and the potential that a good performance in the doubles could afford. So with that in mind, I've teamed up once again with my fellow Highlander, Lorna, to take the challenge head on in a mixed doubles partnership. There's a lot of potential that can come from a good performance in the mixed doubles. We know that from year one and year two, but we'll just try our best. We're both on really good form, progressing every week. So we'll see how we get on over the next nine months. It is, of course, going to be a very long nine months, but at least it's going to give myself and Lorna the options to train side by side since we are local to one another. If you are interested in coming along to the Loch Ness 24, either signing up solo, joining the wider family or joining with another team, let me know. I'm a big fan of the event, regardless of the weather, and will be there to support it and shout it out throughout 2024. Don't forget that early bird entry does finish early in January with incremental price rises thereafter, so get in early to secure your spot. Otherwise, I'm going to try my best to relax over Christmas and New Year. Obviously, I'll be doing a lot of preparations for season four, finalizing the last few guests and getting the ball rolling on pre-recordings. But I'm also working on a second podcast project covering pretty much every topic in society today, but mainly focusing on food and fun with my good friend and experienced chef, Sean, the good food gamer. There'll certainly be more on that in the new year, but it should be fun. I'm really looking forward to this one. And it's been a long time in the making. We're, we're talking over 10 years here. But with that, we're done for another season. Many, many thanks to all my guests from the past 
10 episodes. I've loved speaking to each and every one of you. Thanks to Runnerman Steve for being a willing reserve guest on every occasion and a constant support to the podcast. I really do love you, man. It's I wouldn't be still doing it if I didn't have you to kind of give me that drive to to succeed. But especially a huge thank you to you guys, the listeners, for sticking with me and making the podcast even better in season three. Don't be glum if you are thinking you won't have anything to accompany you on a weekly basis from now on. You can always hop on over and continue to support our friends at the Press Play and Run podcast. Catch up on any missed episodes of the What the Fartlick podcast or try something different, fresh, informative and fun with the Czech one to Cajonas Scotland podcast, which is available on the main podcast platforms of choice, as well as in a video format on YouTube. Don't forget, you can still get in contact with me during the intermission at the Point 99 podcast Instagram page or at my own personal page, Mr. Underscore Steve underscore runs. Drop me an email at the point 99 podcast at gmail.com or head on over to our website, the point 99 podcast.com and use the contact form. Or while you're at it, head on over to the store and have a look at our t-shirt with Twisted Running. You can also find us on Facebook, although it's pretty much a duplicate of the Instagram page, but you may find that one a little bit more user-friendly. Some people do prefer Facebook. If you have the time, please remember to drop us a rating or review on any of the podcast platforms of choice. And that goes for every podcast that I've mentioned. Share the love, let people know what you think. And honestly, it does so much for drawing in a bigger audience. Until season four rolls around, though, um, keep track of socials for more news on when that might be. I hope you stay safe. Enjoy your runs. Have a great festive season and hogmanay when it comes. And you will hear from me soon.